G'day guys, welcome to TK's Playbook for Round 18, where I break down the winners, losers and black bookers from each game. We're brought to you by Game Day Squad, create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win. Download the app and play now. Also brought to you by James, Australia's first AI investing application for shares and EFTs. Learn more at jamesapp.com. Now round 18 was a pretty good one for me, scored 1,054 before updates. So my rank again before updates is 492, which is up from 638, so pretty pleased with that. Unfortunately today, Jake Turpin got a HIA, so that really killed my score. Apart from that, obviously the Warriors guys in SJ and uh, Nickel Clockstad both hitting 30s there. Ramey in a 35. For some reason, I played Buller. I had Fisher Harrison on a loop from Friday. He scored a 40, and for some reason, I didn't take it. So I left 25 in the bank, but I can't get them all. Apart from that, pretty pleased across the rest of the players. You know, you had the likes of Drinky hitting a 101. Nico hit a 90. Callum Ponga hit 89. Uh, Nelson killed it with a 60. Tarpany with an 84. Haas with a 74. Quite from my edges in Papalihi and Nick Cora. So I wanted to see them pick it up in the, the coming weeks. But pretty happy with my squad. Should have 13 playing next week. We'll see what the Origin kind of teams get spat out. But I've kind of got... Well, I've got 12 playing and with my trades at the moment. I'm looking at maybe just doing a cash down from Turpin to Sebby Chris. And, you know, a lot of people have been talking about Seb Chris. Now, I'll put it in perspective. He's going to be my 21st player. Apart from round 19, I don't expect him to play it again. But if he does, I'd rather have someone that's in a team in contention. And he has scores, good scores from time to time. He's also dual. So that's also kind of around the strategy around having someone on the 21st player that is a little bit more versatile. I think it's... I'm going to call this new strategy is getting off the sinking ship. I think backs from teams that are outside or not in contention for the top eight, I think you need to start eliminating. So that's the likes of Jareem Buller. I think he's got one kind of week to kind of win back our love, but I can just see he's a rookie and he's in this team. I can see more thrashings, and we're talking about the likes of the Doggies, the Tigers... And Dragons. I wouldn't have any backs from any of those teams. So just be very, very careful with your cash downs. Like I said, he is just the cash down. With the likes of Hans looking at maybe a 70 and 80 minute roll, I think I can push him into 20th. And then I would have a pretty stacked 17 where my 17th and 18th players will be Nelson and Tanner Boyd after the origin break. So pretty happy with where my team is kind of as we are speaking. Now, injuries, a stack of them. Payne Haas, he had a minor hamstring strain. Doubt for Origin 3. There is confirmation from the Broncos. Tom Flegler, he'll be out four to six weeks. Jordan Ricky six to eight weeks. It's a lift Frank sprain for Flegler and a plantar fascia for Jordan Ricky. Scott Drinkwater taken from the field early. It was just precautionary, quad strain, but should be good. Joseph Sulehi and Billy Smith had concussions during the week. Felice Kafusi, HIA. Jeremy Marshall King, he played 80 minutes, but Wayne Bennett says he's pretty much gone for the season, which is really disappointing. He's had a cracking season, so hopefully that is just maybe Wayne Bennett just carrying on a little bit. Uh, Pasami Solo from the Raiders, HIA. Philip Sami pulled up in the... Warm-up and hamstring tightness there. Will Warbrick, a bad HIA there. Scotty Sorensen, neck jar, should be right for next week. Or well, the week after, sorry. Campbell Graham, sternum. 
it's it's a weird one. So the Souths won't play him next week, but they're saying he's available for Origin. So interesting one there. Brandon Hamlin, Ueli, Rib, and then we just saw Jake Turpin go down with a HI on this one. A few player charges. Now, Jakey Simpkin, he'll be looking at a fine. Alex Twal looking at one to two weeks. Isaiah Papalihi, now he's on his third and subsequent off uh, fence now. That is uh, fine for him. Emre Gula, fine. Adam, a fine. Tane Milne, Jerome Luai, Isaac Tungo, Dalfin. Uh, so they're all fines. Dalfinukin looking at two to three weeks. And the last one is Tautau Moga. He's looking at a fine as well. To the games now. And Thursday started off with a bang for the Sharkies, 52 to 16. Probably a little bit more impressive. Well, probably looked more impressive the scoreline than it actually was. Dragons were actually up 10 6 in this game for the Sharkies. You know, started being a little bit more disciplined and got into their groove. Nick Nico Hines nearly tunned up with a 94, so great captain choice this week. Sifa Talakai, just down that left edge, plenty of points being scored in, down this one with Sifa getting a 62. Ronnie got another 45 with a couple of tries there. Sifa, of course, had a couple of try assists, just beautiful soft hands. Talk of maybe him going to New South Wales Origin team. I think that's a little bit far-fetched, but it is what it is. Britton Decora, he scored a couple of great tries running off Nico for one of them, and he scored a 53. Not a huge amount of base in this one. It was just one of those things that he did have five missed tackles and then also an error, so a few demerits in this one. But overall, he did well to have 32 tackles considering how much possession the Sharkies actually did have in this game. Teague Wilden, he knocked out a 48, which was nice to see. Apart from that, Will Kennedy continues to go from strength to strength in terms of a ball-playing Fullback, I think he's been the most improved for this year. Not telling you to buy him in a fantasy sense, but I think he's just a little bit too too expensive now. Like if he was kind of sitting in that three hundred case, I probably would have a go because the Sharkies have a really good draw to finish the season. And at the moment, I think Will Kennedy's in pretty much career form. He's at five hundred thirty three k, so no need to be going anywhere near the likes of him. Jesse Ramian for a backup center. For me, he got a 35 out. Did some some good defense in this one, so didn't miss a tackle at all, which is kind of rare for him. But Cameron McInnes is going to be an interesting one because Dalfin can facing between two to three weeks out. And we've also got Braden Hamminuelli. He's also looking out. Toby Rudolph did come back for Newtown, and I'm expecting him to come straight into the starting team with the likes of Cameron McInnes as well. McInnes only playing 36 minutes in this one. I do think we need to be playing him about 50 minutes. Tom Hazleton's an interesting one because he got 28 minutes, continues to score tries. He's just a sensation. Could be a not bad cash down. He's a little bit expensive for a cash down. Only plays kind of that, kind of between 25 and 30 minutes though. Averaging 25 will kind of be around that 340k mark. So I've seen sillier ideas if you do want to cash down, but no need to be rushing into that anytime soon. You can probably wait a week. Ronnie probably the only other one I'm interested in at the moment, and that's only because he's on the back of a back line that always spreads out pretty much to the left. His average at the moment is 41 and a half, so he's at 549k. Only loses a couple bucks in this one, but it's one of those things that do you want to keep in Ronaldo? Whoever you bring in at that kind of price, you're probably keeping for the rest of the season. His advantage, he does play all the way through, and like I said, the Sharkies do have a pretty nice draw. His good base from time to time. Looking at the Dragons, I wouldn't be going any, I wouldn't be chasing any players from here. Now, Jack DeBellin, he scored another 65, so definitely a captaincy option for next week. I doubt he makes the Origin team. He's in nowhere near that. Apart from that, Zach Lomax, Zach Lomax would be interesting to track his progress, given that they have given him permission to seek a release as well. So, he's being shopped around. He scored a 46. He did some... He, it's one of those things that fantasy can be a weird game, because he just didn't look interested at all, really, out there, but he still clocked out at 46. Ben Hunt, the other one that didn't look that much interested either, 42. They might as well just move on. There's no doubt that he doesn't want to play there. 
apart from that, even cash downs for the Dragons, I wouldn't be going anywhere near. You know, Jaden Sutherland, if he does move to the halfback eventually, could be a, a nice little cash down, given they have a buy. Their last buy comes in around 20. He's at 420k, so if he keeps sinking somewhere between... if he And then he takes the seven jersey and he's at like 350k, he could be someone that you kind of look at a cash down to finish the season. Moving on uh, to the first game on Friday, the Rabbitohs 28, Warriors 6, atrocious conditions. Still, the Rabbitohs did really well considering considering Campbell Graham pulled out late. Isaiah Tass didn't play. Of course, Troll Mitt didn't play. And they, they rested. Well, they didn't rest, but they put Cookie back to the bench, so managing him a little bit. He came on after 17 minutes. Now, the Warriors side of things. Now, Toru Harris. Now, I wouldn't be getting rid of him anytime soon. He continues to score these great, these great scores had 71 minutes in this one, just tackled his ass off and had plenty of base in terms of run meters as well. So no need to be getting rid of him. Jackson Ford's hitting a little bit of form, but a little bit too expensive to be getting out. Now, Wade Egan, if he's kind of struggling for cash, he could kind of be a not too bad option. The only kind of risk with him is that he's always kind of like getting a HIA check here and there, but he did knock out a 51 in this one. Pretty crafty around the ruck. It's just one of those things they just couldn't get into their groove. Even SJ kind of struggled in this one. He only got oh, close to a season low. I'm pretty much sure it is his season low. He knocked out a 30, just having a look at his scores across this season. And yeah, that was a season low for him, which was unusual. A little bit of talk that he might be out next week. Apparently his wife is pregnant. So I don't know how much of a toss-up has been going through a few Facebook groups as well as I think New Zealand Herald as well. So be interesting just to track that one. Apart from that, Chance, he can't come back. He came back to the pack. No real attacking stats. The Warriors only putting on one try. Like I said, the conditions is one of those things you kind of just move on from that. They'll probably be disappointed more in the, fa- the fact that they let in 28 points than the fact that they lost the game. So back to the drawing board. They've got an understrength Parramatta this week, so it'll be interesting to see if they bounce back. Now, Rabbitohs, highly... I love the way that they're kind of managing Cameron Murray, but he looked great out there. Scored a try for 55 in his 50, 58 minutes. I do expect post-origin him to return back to the 70 minutes where he'll be super valuable. At that price, I think it's a steal even with the buy in round 26. Apart from that, Ken Pakolamatangi only got a 43 playing in the back row on this one, but yeah, I think uh, given that Cameron Murray is around the same price, I'd be buying Cam before Keon any day of the week. So Cam Murray at the moment, he's at 652k, adds 3k, so 655k, while Keon, Keon's at 656k, and he drops about 4k, so they're pretty much even, but if I could pick between the two of them, even with Murray playing Origin, it would definitely be Cam Mars any day of the week, of course they have a round 20 buy, so you, it's good that he'll have a little rest after Origin as well, and then maybe consider a round 21 purchase, or a round 22 purchase for Cameron Murray. Apart from that, no need to be going near anyone else. Good to see the deputant Tyrone Munro score a try on debut. Did some crafty things. Got a 27 in his 80 minutes there. So I doubt that he retains his spot given how many players that they did have out in the back line. But good to see that they do have depth and the Indigenous just blood just continues to soar out there in the Rabbitohs. So... That's great to see as well. Alex Johnson, he scored a couple of tries, as he always does. Scored a 42, so not too bad there for owners as well. Moving on, and the Friday night game, the second game at Marvel Stadium. Good to see him get a huge crowd there as well. The Panthers coming back from 14-0 down to win 34-16. to So, super impressive. Again, Jack Hogger just goes from strength to strength in terms of leading that team around. Just giving him more emphasis in terms of, like, resting the chin until he's really, really ready. Some people were saying, or Wacko Whispers were saying around 20, got more more reports that probably looking more 21 or 22, so they need to really rush the chin at this stage, so 
be interesting to track there. Isaac Tungo is a real interesting one. Now, he's got a 77 in 80 minutes. Doing a little bit of analysis because me and Patty are going into NRL HQ on Tuesday. And Tungo and also the fullback... Uh, Edwards, he's. I'm doing a bit of bit, bit of piece on both of them, so it's interesting that Dylan Edwards actually is a ten point lesser player without Chin, and then Isaac Tungo is about eleven point better player when Chin doesn't play. So no doubt that I do think that at the start of the season they did struggle with the balance of that offense, especially with Kickout leaving. But Isaac Tungo is someone that I am very very keen in. He'll be under six hundred k still, which given that the Panthers have no buys past round nineteen, if I'm still holding on to Bird, I could. Try- Maybe trade him there. He adds 50K, so he's going to be sitting around that 600K. He does average 46 points, only 2% owner, so really low pod there. But, of course, he plays in the the Panthers team. So he's definitely someone to have a look at. My only concern with the Panthers, guys, is not to overload on him because I do think that maybe uh, Ivan Cleary might give him all the rest some point at the back end, either 26 or 27. You don't be holding all these Paramount players and then the Panthers also get these buys and then around 27 you've got no... You've got no trades left, and then all of a sudden you're kind of left clutching. Now, James Fisher-Harris, he, you know, he's done a good job over this little period. I know he scored a 40, but that's all kind of you need if you're, you're playing. I know a lot of people struggle to get 17. So to get 40 points, he's pretty good. I do have the idea of kind of selling him out come probably round 20, or I might even cash him down next week. Haven't really decided that yet. Most likely going to hold him till that round 20. Might even play him in round 20 and then maybe ship him out in, at round 21. Apart from that, Scotty Sorensen, he unfortunately got that neck jar. Was looking at a nice little 50 there. He scored 39 in 59 minutes. Zachy Osking only got 22 minutes in this one. So please, if you're, you're holding him, I think it's time to get rid of him. Till Edwards, no need to be rushing in him because uh, they've got to buy anyway. So, But he loses a little bit of cash. So he'll be around that 620K, which I do think is a steal considering he's averaging 51. And like that information I did give you about the chin returning and the impact that he does have on Dylan Edwards. Now, apart from that, Brian Toho scored a 45 with a try. Again, I'm not that keen on him. Liam Martin's an interesting one, especially if you're looking at a kind of a mid-range cash down. Like, I know a lot of people don't like to cash down to these mid-ranges, but if you've got the likes of, like, a Liam Martin, because we know at the moment, you know, he's averaging 40, and that's across the season where he's been injured for most of it or coming into the middle rotation. 504K, it's pretty good for him. So, it's one of those things that if you can't afford, like, a 750K player, but... Somehow you can cash down from a cheaper player and, yeah, end up with someone like Liam Martin. I don't think it's that bad. I don't mind it myself. If he's on my bench, like for the back half of the season, and I'm able to save some cash and park it elsewhere, it's probably not a bad move at all because I do expect him to play big minutes. We're back with Chin on that edge shortly. And, yeah, out of origin, I do think he's one of the New South Wales players' shining lights. That is for sure. Now, on the Storm side of things, we had Big Nelson, and he continues to really help my team. And it's one of those things that you take chances on players, and sometimes they come off, sometimes they don't. So... And that's ha-ha. But, yeah, it's great to see Nelson thrive ever since I brought him in. The first week was pretty shaky against the Tigers because he just racks up demerits. But past then, it's been pretty good stuff. So 71 and 62 past that point. So the thing with Nelson is he's playing on that right edge. be interesting to see if he picks up the duel, which I do think he will because he's played pretty much three. Even though he didn't get awarded that game against the Tigers, he started – they put him in the starting – uh, the paper before before the game at prop, but realistically he did play on the edge. Do expect him to play again in around twenty on an edge, which should probably secure him the 
The edge tag, which will be very handy, especially if I do trade out kind of the Jack Birds, because it just gives me a little bit more depth in that area. Top kind of 1,000 people, only 12% owner there. So he'll continue to make some money, nearly 600K when we open up from memory. So he's got a 40K, about 592K he'll open up at, which I don't think you should be chasing, especially into a buy. Like I said, if he does get a jewel, he'd be handy. He's playing some, some of the best footy of his career. Eli Katoa out another three to four weeks. So I do expect them to pretty much carry him on the edge all the way through there. And then they might continue him on there and just you know put Katoa back on the bench. Now, Aaron Grant and Cameron Munster. Now, a 56 for Grant, a 53 for Munster. Both definitely in our sights. I'm, I'm expecting everyone to have Harry Grant on the way home. Just makes sense. Is it a great price? And you can just kind of try and be a little bit more clever elsewhere. One of Cameron Munster and DCE most likely will be into my team. Just tracking in both. Both are great prices. It's just kind of how they come out of the origin break. Whether you do it in round 20 or round 21 will definitely be a situation. You just kind of just got to track a little bit closer there. Christian Welsh didn't play as many minutes in this one. He only got 39 compared to pretty much a season high the week before he played high 60s in that game. Nick Meaney was very disappointing. Now, he had four missed tackles two errors in a very very weird game for him usually he's safe as chips but it's one of those things that sometimes people can have an off game and his boots his boots kind of been a little bit strange as well did return a touch in this one but still not really at the kind of high levels that he has brought himself Pup's kind of looking at maybe a return end of season so it'll be interesting to see whether he goes back to the utility bench or holds his spot or maybe moves on to the wing apart from that Trent Liero he did score a 49 but I do think it's time to part ways if you are a holder and a lot of people you know just with trade situation and other injuries maybe have not been able to offload him but it is definitely time to do that unfortunately Warbrick he did get a HIA so he only got a one in this one, so sunk his average. Lucky for him, he did have a very low break even at nine, so doesn't lose much cash at all. But I definitely would be cashing him out for sure. Now, moving on to the Raiders and Titans game. I really enjoyed this one, 3 p.m., I love fast footy and just in the sun, and it just moves the ball heaps. Joseph Tarpany, it was in my mind to trade him out, but considering that I'm probably expecting Corey Hosborough to go to origin, and then Papa Lee, he doesn't look like he's back next week. I do expect him to continue these kind of big minutes. He's got 59 in this one, scored 84. He was kind of 2022 Tarpany. He had, what, six tackle breaks and offload. was just everywhere, and he was just a absolute, yeah, he was just a menace, a big menace, that is, as well. So if you hold, if you're, you're a holder of Tarpany. I definitely wouldn't be getting rid of him anytime soon. Now, Tomoko, he did some great things. Three tackle breaks in this one. 212 metres gained as well. Scored a length of the field try from... It wasn't an intercept, but just cleaning up near his own line and then just streaking away because the Titans just, just couldn't get to work. So... That's an interesting one. Seb Chris I've been talking about as a cash down. Now, for me, the reason why I'm cashing him down is... And he's a real consideration. Is that price, that jewel... I just think that he's got the best job security out of all the cash downs moving forward. My fear at the moment is cashing down to someone and them losing their spot. So you could easily pay up and pay an extra kind of 70k for the likes of Val Meninga. But I just don't I just don't know if he holds his spot week for week. Then you've got Khaled at the Doggies again. I don't know if it's, if it's going to be one week or... I just think that we're going to be needing 21 players. So in terms of carrying a very big red dot in the 21st player, it's probably something I don't want to do. Given that, you know, it's one of those things that from time to time, he's going to have a score. Yeah, it, it may be coming around, tw- you know, 27. If I have him in my team, it is what it is. At least I know that he's got great job security. You know, the likes, I don't think many people know this, but Xavier Savage has been back for 12 weeks now, and they've dropped him to the wing in New South Wales Cup. So he's not doing great things. The guy, by, 
there's a guy called Chevy. He's from the Sharks, and he's playing New South Wales Cup. He's only like 19 years old. He's definitely not ready for first grade. So job security-wise, I think Seb Chris has that job security, and at 300, he's going to be around that 300 and what? 15k so i just think that it kind of suits my team and where my team value is at and he's someone that given that brennan hands now is probably gonna be playing that 70 80 minute role can move him into the 20th spot and move this guy into the 21st spot have more cash to kind of spread around and get some real big guns i'm pretty happy with my team where it's at in the moment anyway so it's one of those things that yeah i'm not looking to play him only time i'm looking to play him is at a pinch and then round 19 as well so i think i can pretty much live with seba chris in my team moving forward. Apart from that, not really. Corey Horsborough, I'm sure, will be a topic, especially if he's picked for New South Wales this week. He'll miss two games in a row. I do think he's keeper level, though. Playing big minutes, high, you know, smashing out you know those high 60s for fun. His last, what, five games, just getting that out for you now. Last five games, 78, 46, 66, 86, and 68. So one of the four mids in the competition and in the fantasy league. So hold on to him. Even with the two games missing, I think he's definitely a hold. The other side of things, David Fafita, he, you know, it's, it, the great thing about the Titans is they love moving the ball left, which means that he gets plenty of ball, had a high break even, and still smashed that out. So be 852K, misses next week, and then who knows? They might manage him a little bit depending on the result next week in round 20. Of course, they need to win because they're right around that kind of 8th to 10th spot, which is getting very, very tight. Mofoda Waker, back to Fafita. I think you might need him on the run home. The only, the only way you wouldn't want to be having him on the run home is if, if you've got like IPAP, Nikara, you've got Hopgood, and you probably need another edge as well. But apart from that, if you can get him in your team, I'd be doing it and be doing it ASAP after Origin. No need to be rushing in, of course, right now. An interesting guy is Alexander Bribson. So AJ likely to be a Queensland fullback in in game three. Now, he's got a 43, but I like his touches because very high energy, very similar to Drinky where he gets his hands on the ball a lot. So 173 metres gain, just always a threat. And I like having him. I'd rather have him than Buller. So that is kind of a consideration. I probably wouldn't make it in round 20, considering that I am expecting AJ Brinson to be named at fullback for Queensland. Maybe round 21. I do want to get rid of Buller. And AJ does have the duel moving forward. In terms of players under 600K that I think he's a keeper, I do think, he, you know, considering how tight the Titans draw is towards the end of the season and how important every single game is, a guy like AJ Brimson might be someone that you want on your team. Now, Tanner Boyd, similar to Tarpany, it was in my mind to maybe trade him out, but now I'm considering maybe holding him. Given that he has the hooker half kind of duel and... Yeah, he's still he's the goal kicker, very good goal kicker as well, dominant playmaker. So yeah, at the moment, I don't think I need to trade him out unless he gets dropped or he gets injured. So I think he should be in the same mindset. An alternative in the back half is, in terms of mids, could be Tino as well. Now, he only got 55 minutes. They managed him well in this one, but still scored 71, so added 30K. A little bit expensive now at 850K, but if you want an alternative, probably a lower owner to the likes of Haas and probably even kind of your Isaiah Yo's. I definitely would be keeping him on the radar. It's just he is getting a little bit expensive, but of course, he plays zero buys from here on. The only time he misses a game is next week with Origins. So, be interesting. I think the round 20 probably gets a little bit of management, but 
again, I think he still kind of plays between that 55 and 60. And then past that, it wouldn't surprise me if he get ups in minutes as well because he's such an important part of that middle rotation. Aaron Clark's an interesting one. Now, he's not getting a huge amount of minutes, but he always kind of knocks out some good scores. Another cap cash down possibility, especially if you're struggling for a mid this week. I do expect him to get way bigger minutes this week. And then it's also a pretty good cash down because I do expect him to be on the bench week in, week out. Now, he added 4K to 327K. So not a bad hooker mid to be kind of carrying into the back end of the season. Only averaged 35 minutes in kind of this year. PPM of 0.77. Again, not a player that you want to be playing on the weekly, but you could probably start stomach his cash down, that is for sure. Now, moving on, apart from that, there's not a lot more to say in terms of the Titans. So let's move on now to the last game on Saturday. Cowboys absolutely smashing the Tigers 74-0. It was nil all for quite a long time. I think it was like 14th minute or something like that. But Scotty Drinkwater, if you're not holding him, then it's nearly close to a delete out because he had two tries in this one, five try assists. He'd be knocking on that door for New South Wales. He was that good. Now, Tom Dearden, I picked him up in draft, our draft league this week, and he was like Wally Lewis-like. So no need to be in terms of like recommendations, in terms of a classic sense. But if he's kind of in your free agency for your classic league, I definitely would be trying to pick him up, especially as a backup, because he just added in, in kind of classic mode, he added 60K, which is huge because he went over 600K. So I don't need to be going anywhere near him. The other guy that I think that you might need to be considering for the run home is Valentine Holmes. Now, the Cowboys are in great form. He's the team goal kicker. They love going left, and he added, what, 50K, 670K. So he's nearly close to the top mark that you kind of want to play, pay for a center. Wouldn't want to kind of pay for more than that, considering that you've got Will Penasini, who will play the same amount of – actually, he'll play an additional game on – Valentine Holmes, and he's under 600K. Tomoko's at low 500K, so then you have to worry. You don't have to worry about them coming out of origin either. But Valentine Holmes, he has scored 11 goals in this one, two tries for his 71. was just everywhere and just untouchable. Six tackle breaks as well. Luciano Lealua, pretty disappointing. Only got 54 minutes in this one. Scored a try for his 37. Reese Robson, he did get out his 80 minutes, but it's one of those things that yeah, 36 only from him. There's no doubt that... Oh, I was surprised that he didn't get managed more. So I would have been taking him off. Considering they had Jake Granville on the bench as well, he knocked out a 52. Ruben Cotter's an interesting one. Now, I know the game didn't really deserve him coming back onto the field, but maybe Toddy Payton's doing us a favour because I think in the back end of the year, I think he will be needing to be playing 60 minutes in some of these tougher games. So at the moment, he only got a 15 in this one. So at a break-even of 63, which pushes his price down like 40K. So he's at kind of like those high 500Ks. We know he rips in into the back end of the season. So just keep an eye on him because no doubt that he'll probably get managed again in around that round 21. But if you're looking for a cash down, maybe after their buyer, they've got a round 23 buyer. So it could be one of those things that if you've got a couple of trades and maybe if you're looking to get a couple of your late buy guys out like your hop goods and you're looking to kind of upgrade elsewhere, Ruben Cotter could be someone that you could consider because we know his fantasy kind of relevance in the in the past and I do expect that his minutes will come back into the back end of the season. Now to the Tigers. Now, where do we start with them? Now, going to be interesting to see who exactly survives the cut after the game. Interesting press conference. Now, Timmy Sheen's saying they've got a lot of players coming back. Good news for Jake Simpkin owners is that Api Carousel is apparently only three weeks away. That's out of Tim Sheen's mouth. He did also say that a few players are busted. 
And considering that Bateman got 54 minutes in this one, I'm expecting him to probably be one of the guys that were busted. And elsewhere, apart from that, they were just looking tired and old. Alex Twelve looks like he's going to get suspended as well, which is unfortunate for our try-scoring hero. Dan Laurie scored a 37, but didn't look much chop at 5'8". The halves had an absolute nightmare between him and Wakeman. Wakeham. Absolutely no direction, and unfortunately, both turnstiles, right? Two missed tackles for Laurie. There was five for Wakeham. He got absolutely targeted all night. Sean Bloss scored a 51, which was pretty good, considering he did have five missed tackles, because Nene, he just went absolutely to town on him. Isaiah Papali did well for a 44. Again, he had three missed tackles as well. Just could not get into this game. Jake Simpkins, uh, Jake Simpken earns plenty of money, so hold on to him and use him as your kind of hooker moving forward in terms of like the next three weeks a lot of people don't have around 19 hooker added 38 so he added about 60k which would be very valuable he could easily top out at kind of maybe that low to mid 400ks in if he continues this form over the next three weeks expecting to have another negative break even moving into next week as well now dream buller he's going to be a topic this week 15, it was always my worry when Api Corusau and, you know, obviously Adam Dewey's not playing and then Luke Brooks is out as well, that this could put a strain on a rookie player. Now, with Buller, there's no need to be selling him out considering he's around 19 number. He loses 20K only, thank God, but I do expect him to maybe lose a little bit more cash next week. So he would be on the radar to probably be selling post around 19, but it's one of those things that if you're holding him and Connolly you're going to be losing a stack of cash. So if you're trying to line up some big guns and you're trying to line up your money, you might have to sacrifice one because of the fact that you just can't keep dropping these guys, especially if they're the guys that you are going to be trading out. Originally, I did think that he might be a good 18th or 19th man, but you know, rookies always come to this point. We'll give him one more game to kind of show, show us what he's got. Hopefully, he does bounce back in the Sharkies. You'd have to think they're going to have some sort of response against the Sharks. Nico Hines could be out for the Origin team as well. So be interesting to see once we see the Origin teams officially. Kind of Nico's there. Maybe the Sharks do come back a touch. They do have Tricky Trindle, of course, as well. So so they'll be still favourites to put on a, a bit of a clinic on them. But there's no doubt that they're pretty embarrassed up there in Townsville. So no doubt there'll be a, a lot of soul-searching and no doubt that I'm sure that they'll respond in some some way moving forward. Now, David Clemmer, if you're holding on to him, I think he definitely is a sell unless you need him for a number for next week. Apart from that, I wouldn't be holding on to any other Tigers. I did kind of have Asu Kapoa on my radar in terms of cash potential cash down. Would need some injuries to kind of float his way. When he does start, he's actually not a too bad player. He's at 273k and he's a jewel. So it's one of those things that he's just coming off the bench or he's either 18th man. When he does play center, he does have an average there of 25 in his 72 or if he plays second row, 44 in his 67 minutes. So he would need to you know, have a lot of injuries moving forward to move into that team. So I guess we're going to be smashing a line through him as well. Apart from that, not a hell of a lot more to talk about. Stafford Toa scored a 39. And yeah, Nofa scored a 20. So not doing too much in a fantasy sense there. So I think it's one of those things that moving forward, if your name's not Isaiah Papalihi or Johnny Bateman, I think it definitely is just a massive avoid. The last of Saturday games now, Broncos 24, the Dolphins 16. Dolphins pulling back our halftime deficit and they were leading with 10 minutes to go for a bit of Cobo brilliance, got the Broncos over the line, but kind of strange. Pat Carrigan had spent most of the game at right edge, which, well, no doubt he played 80 minutes, but kind of, 
yeah, they just lost a little bit of their, their normal thrust through the middle. Kobe wasn't too bad. Got 46 minutes out there in the guts. Brendan Piacura, he played on the left edge, and he knocked out a 29 for 80. Probably still not tempting enough. Just misses too many tackles. Has demerits in him, and probably just missing the experience. It would have been better probably if they kind of worked him in off the bench to start the season. So struggling there. Payne Huss was just massive in this one. 75 in his 67 minutes, as was Herbie Farnworth. Got to knock early, but really recovered from that really, and he carved up Valence Tafade as well. It was a big, there's a big kind of gap in terms of class between the two of them. He scored a 61. Now, Katoni Stags for draft players might not be a bad pickup if he's in your kind of emergencies. I'm sorry, an emergency free agency there. Maybe it's just a stash on the bench, something like that. I know a lot of people would have dropped him out, but starting to find a little bit of form. Hammer did take him to school a couple of times, but it's one of those things that he is starting to get his carries back in. He's offload starting the pier and a few tackle breaks as well. So not a bad one for draft players there. Apart from that, Tristan Seller, he filled in as best as he could for Walshy, but you know, Walshy's one of the best players in NRL at the moment. So there's no doubt that the Broncos will be struggling to score points week in, week out, given the class that we did have of Walshy. Concern for is Adam Reynolds' kind of goal kicking at the moment, missing a lot of goals. He's kind of at his career low as well in terms of goal kicking percentage. So one, especially with two pointers, just so valuable in every single game. So just more one for the fatty, uh, for the footy nerds there. Moving to the Dolphins, I think. I said this to the boys on the chat last night, and I think it's one of those things that you've got to get off the sinking ship. So as brave as they've been, and as great as they've had a first year, I just don't think I want to be holding any of these guys into the back end of the season. Connie Lemuelu is probably the number one talking point. We'll talk again probably during the week on him as well. He's got a 24. The biggest problem is he drops 40K in this one. Had an absolute stinker of a first half. Played better in the second, but I know that he's around 19 number, but if you're holding him in Buller, you're going to maybe struggle to move them on into a, you know, into a gun, especially if you need every dollar that you have to actually move them around. So just be very, very careful with the likes of Connolly Lamuelu. For me, I sold him out this week. The reason why is I thought this may happen. It will just drop too much cash. Holding Bird, we'll see what TLT is like, and then I could easily just get rid of Bird as well. And at least he didn't lose any money this week. So that was probably the biggest thing. Jerry Marshall King, unfortunately, looks like he may be out for the year despite playing 80 minutes in this one. Fallas Tafari, now he's going to be kind of that 370, 380k now. I would love to hold him. I just don't know if I want to have a 21st man that is that expensive. Like, I know that he's knocking out some really good scores when he actually is starting. It's just like, I don't know if I trust Wayne to keep him in the starting lineup. In saying that, he has started in three consecutive games at the centres in a row. So maybe it is a signal that he he might go okay. It's just one of those things that he has scored tries in those, which, which is his job, right? And obviously he has tackle breaks for fun, given he's a big fella. Not really owned. He's 6% owned in the top 10, 1,000. So I'll give it a consideration, but at this stage I'm probably going to say no. Apart from that, Looking elsewhere, Sean, Sean O'Sullivan probably been a little bit disappointing on a fantasy front. You know, I know that he's been out, so he's probably struggled in combinations. Only real decent score this year has been around 163. Apart from that, everything's been below kind of 45. So and his comebacks had 33 and 37. So he takes him around the park not too badly, but it's just one of those things that we have seen him score better points in the past. Jermaine Zarko came back to the pack a little bit, didn't score many attacking stats in this one, scored a 34, which wasn't too bad considering that, you know, the likes of Buller and all them had really, really poor games as well. Not much else to talk about in terms of a fantasy relevance front. 
Cocaine Bear, Felice Kafusi had a HIA check, so that might save, again, Conor Lemuelu for another week. But like I said, do you want to keep burning burning cash? That would be my only concern there. The other sell, probably Isaiah Katoa. Now, he's not burning as much cash as the likes of Lemuelu, but it's one of those things that I don't think you need to be anywhere near that ship at the moment. Turning the Sunday games, the Knights annihilating the Bulldogs 66 to nil. Career games for the likes of Bradman Best, Felix Crossland, Best with an 86 fantasy points, Crossland with a 77. They scored three tries for Best, two tries for Crossland. Ponga didn't score a try in this one, but he laid on three, took back the goal kicking, which was huge. That was 22 points just there. So he scored an 89, was in scintillating form. So Will, Will Slater give him the call will they stick with AJ Brimson as the backup now Fitzy he scored a great try off a crash crash ball from Phoenix Crossland so he on return got an 87 and he needed he needed that because he's been struggling over the last month looks like that week off actually did him a load of good unfortunately for Adam Elliott owners he was looking back to the best like we saw last year of Adam Elliott but unfortunately with the flogging he only got 32 minutes so pretty much played the first 28 maybe 25 or 26 minutes and then literally saw the last seven, which was pretty unusual, but I guess they probably don't, given that he has been carrying a hell of a lot of nigglies throughout the year, probably didn't want to rest, uh, didn't want to risk him moving forward. Tyson Frizzell, he didn't have to do as much as he normally does. Jackson Hastings, he got two tries for his 38, had some really good runs in this one, but just couldn't score in terms of a fantasy front. Owners of Greg Marzu, like, they did really well. It took a lot of balls to get him in there, but he has base. He scores tries. We all know that Ponga loves the left channel, so there's no doubt that both Best and Marzu are key recipients, recipients there. But moving forward, it's one of those things that they are the doggies. So I don't know if I want to be holding any more knights apart from Ponga moving forward. To the doggies, we had a look at Caleb Rajib, Rajab, and yeah, he just failed the test today. was just absolutely taken apart. He, he was parked on the right right edge for the doggies, and between him and Ockenbohr was an absolute nightmare, just letting tries in for fun. Now, he got hooked two minutes before halftime, so I don't expect him to be in the starting lineup next week, and I wouldn't be buying him anyway. The other one on our radar was Jacob Carraz. You know, he's still getting his runs, doing a few tackle breaks here and there, but unfortunately the tries have just dried up. They're just not scoring tries. Had a 14, despite being cheap, I just can't go there. I just don't think, like I said, sinking ships, get away from it all. The only guy that I'll probably keep in this sinking ship would probably be Jacob Preston. Even Matt Burden doesn't deserve any love. Like, I can't believe him and Addo Carr are both going to be playing Origin, but yeah, it is what it is. Well, I'm assuming they're going to both be playing Origin given the depth of the New South Wales team. For game two. So, yeah, just like I said, just avoid that. Even likes, if you if you can offload some of these guys, I know a lot of people were still parked into the likes of Alamotti. Couldn't even really go near Reed Marnie despite his price. Like someone like a Reed Marnie who doesn't have some relevance back in the past, like he'll drop what? He scored 39, so he, he drops what? 3K. Three, it was about 521K. He's totally lost his form. They've, they've, Drop their bundle as well. So like I said, just st- stick clear of all doggies players. In the final game of the round, the Eagles holding on for an 18-16 win. Rooster's not doing too badly at Brookie, but the Eagles just holding off. Cherry Evans was just absolutely scintillating. Scored a try, backing up off a Garrick chip and chase, and then the other one was a nice little intercept ball that I can't believe 
that Luke Keary actually threw out there, but he had a 77, so he will stop the rut. He's had a bad kind of month since Origin started, but no doubt with... He looked just way more lively with Jakey back in the team. I brought up that stat where he's a 10-point better player with Jake in the team. So 77, right on break even, and that's exactly where I want him. So it's going to be one of him and months that have come into my team in that kind of round 20, round 21 area, but I think you've got to, you've got to have one of them moving forward. Now, looking at the Eagles, now some good scores. Tuolagi came back from into the starting lineup with a nice little 49 there. Garrick again, his average as a fullback last year was 48, hit that spot on, but he had some really good touches. I probably wouldn't go anywhere near him until after we find out if he's going to be that, that centre jewel. That's probably the only thing that may be keeping Birdie in my team as well. Now, Homoli, he kicked a, he got out of 47, did have a couple of demerits in this one, but still pretty strong performance. Not sure that he makes his way into the Origin team. One guy I do think will make it is Jake Travojevic. He was just kind of just hitting base stats. That's all he does, really. He got a 46. No need to go anywhere near him, but it's one of those things that I do think New South Wales will be silly not to pick him in the team. Good to see his brother Ben make a comeback from his hamstring injury as well. Scored a nice little try there for a 35. No, again, don't go down that, that trap, but it's one of those things that I think, the yeah, you just move on. Now, Joshy Shushta. Now, he lost another 20K. He's high... 300Ks, if he kind of got, depending on when you need a cash out, if he got around that 300K, might not too be bad because he's got really good job security. So it's one of those things, he's got a jewel as well. So if he, like I said, if he hit 300K, then he could be someone that you do cash out. So probably the same for Teletau Cola. So he hits, what, he's losing another 20K. So for a jewel positioning player, so he, he's average kind of had a really good start to the season, then he's kind of just lost his way. But if, the, if Manly do have a nice little run into the semis, then yeah, he had some great defensive reads there. Saved them towards the end a couple of times as well. So, nice little performance there, despite not getting the fantasy numbers there from Tolatau Cola. Now, looking at the Roosters, it was great to see Nat Butcher actually make it back. The Roosters did need him too. He's got a great little 73 there across 79 minutes. Lucky probably not to get in the bin in that last 10 minutes. Gave away a really silly penalty there. James Tedesco did carry him a touch as well. Him and Joey Manu. Scored a try there for his 62, but was lively. Probably does keep his origin spot after that. Joseph Manu, Manu, best center in the league. Like, it's one of those things that he will continue to score some really good good scores. Just hold on to him because I think that, yeah, he's definitely going to be a great center slash wing fullback. You just carry him into the, the end of the season. Their last buy next week. No need to be trading him out. A few people talked about 18th man for Joey Manu. Nah. You're playing him week in, week out. Now, Santa Smith's got another 44 there. So it'll be interesting to see. I know that, you know, they're losing games now. So it wouldn't surprise me if they rush back Sam Sam Walker straight off this bye. But Santa's doing his job. You know, he's kicking a few different goals, taking him around the park. I know he's not the best defender, but he made another kind of 50K there. So low 300s could have made, you know, he's a nice little cashy for people that got onto that. It's just that job security. I'm not sure when they actually do pull the trigger. Sam Walker... Yeah, there is a bit of a difference in terms of like their playing ability. So I'd be surprised if Sam Walker isn't there kind of come that round 20 game against the Storm. We're all going to that the, that game as well. Now, Victor Radley, he played on an edge today. So played 80 minutes out, played 38, a couple of good runs. He didn't make a silly high tackle though. So it wouldn't surprise me if he gets sighted again. He's just one of those guys. He's got such a bad record. Then he takes a small hit and he's back to the judiciary. So... Apart from that, wouldn't like I said, the sinking ship strategy, 
I would not be going anywhere near anyone else that is not named Butcher, Tedesco, or Manu. So forget the rest and move on. Congratulations to Sue Wong. First great debut today. He got 26 minutes. Had a few missed tackles, but, you know, he was pretty strong apart from that. But, yeah, not much else to like about the Chookies. All right, guys, hope you had a great weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday with the TLT show. Just remember, check out both James and Game Day Squad. So, James, we don't have, obviously, we'll... We've done the competitions now for this week, but it's plenty of great things coming from James, especially if you're into your investing. So check them out at jamesapp.com. Game Day Squad, check them out at gamedaysquad.com.au. Should be a cracking round 19, despite all the Origin players being out. Can't wait to see those Origin teams. I think that's really going to shape up what round 19 is going to look like. All right, guys, we will check you on Tuesday. Have a good one.